Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Brett, Ed, Fran, Johnny, Matt and Paul, helping you to build more muscle and to lose weight with a hint of banter and a dash of humour. Enjoy this week's episode. Edward. Yes. You're late. I know, I'm sorry. Only 49 minutes though, so you know, it's not that bad. I've been later. 50, set your clock correctly. Well, it's 50 now, but you know, when we started chatting it was 49 minutes well that's convenient isn't it <laughs> yeah that, that minute makes a lot <laughs> well i can tell you're lying because my clock has now changed to 2051 so that yeah, if so, it, mine. <laughs> so if it did just change that's an incredibly fast minute uh, yeah no mine's just changed as well um yeah no i do apologize we had a rearranged hockey game and i turned up a couple of hours early because uh, i was told the wrong time and uh, yeah so i sat in the middle of birmingham uh watching the over 60s England reserve trials. Uh, that was quite interesting. For what hockey? Uh, for hockey, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, we nearly uh, signed a few of the old boys up. Uh, they'd have been better than some of our teams. So. Hey, bad spuds, buds. So, yeah, no, it's it yeah. So I've uh, I've been stuck in Birmingham all day. So, oh, yeah, exciting. That sounds like so. fun. Birmingham's okay though. Uh, yeah, where where we were, it's quite nice actually. So it's like a nice little sports complex. It's all like gated off, and um, oh, it needs to be gated. All that crime. It needs to be gated. <laughs> it needs to be gated in Birmingham. Uh, no, it's, it's yeah, it's just a nice little facility. It's like a tennis club there and a balls club, and yeah, so it's quite cool. Well, you've not been on the podcast in a couple of weeks. What has been happening? How was your Christmas? Uh, Christmas well, was good. I, I know your Christmas, obviously, but yeah, for the, for the listeners. Well, um. No, Christmas was good. Spent it with family and, uh, yeah, just saw everybody and hung out and, yeah, all the kind of usual Christmassy stuff. Um, and then New Year's, I went to one of my, uh, basically the, the guys who I live with in my third year at uni were still really close mates. And uh, most New Year's, we try and meet up at somebody's house and um, just enjoy time together. Um, and luckily, one of the guys, he lives on a farm farmhouse is quite big his parents go away he doesn't live there anymore but his parents still let him sort of have people over so there was 10 of us there so um yeah luckily he had enough bedrooms for us all and um yeah uh we, so we all kind of there was 10 of us we all went to a uh, wedding in mauritius uh, earlier last year um we all went to Mauritius together, so it was quite nice, kind of like the the Mauritius gang, uh, minus one person, uh, all kind of hung out and um, yeah, it was a little bit disastrous at times. So we had set this whole like schedule of what we were going to do. Being on a farm, it was all kind of farm stuff, um, and uh, he said, "All right, okay, we're going to go clay pigeon shooting." Sort of as we as about half of us were there. Um, took him about an hour to sort out the trap and the battery for the electronic trap and all this got it into the field on on his big jcb uh, at the top of this hill on the field we we're all stood at the bottom gun ready and everything one guy has a go 10 shots or whatever and the next guy steps up for a few uh, for a few shots um and then the battery dies on the uh, the clay trap and uh, so that was it so one and a half people had a go out of 10 of us and uh, yeah, that was that was day over. So Excellent. we just got to drink it then. So yeah, that no, was good. Um, yeah, and just kind of hung out. It's just it's just nice hanging out with people you don't really see that much, is it? So, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. It is. yeah. So it was, it was a very kind of family and friends and socialising uh, heavy Christmas, which was quite nice. Mm-hmm. Didn't work quite as much as I normally do over that kind of Christmas period. Um, so again, that was quite nice as well. So I could spend a bit more time with Alex and 
uh, yeah, made up for the time that where I was working a lot and, and that, so which is good. Did you uh, not sell a lot of cheese during that period then? Uh, as soon as the 24th hits, the cheese sales uh, plummet through the floor. So, yeah, as you imagine, it's quite seasonal um, in that sort of sense. So, like, January, February is pretty quiet, but we kind of budget for that, so we know it happens. Um, it still amazes me how many people say, yeah, oh, yeah, so uh, you're quite busy at work over Christmas then? You're like, hmm, let me see, cheese, Christmas, uh, hampers, Christmas. Uh. <laughs> well, uh, maybe there's some people that uh, obviously go through the – the, the fuck it phase over Christmas and think, well, oh, let's just go buy some more cheese because I'm not going to be having it in January. You get a bit, yeah, online sales especially because a lot of people have um, like hampers bought for them um, and things like that. So they get discount cards and stuff given in those hampers and they, uh, yeah, and then they kind of want, like, they might have only been bought one cheese and they kind of, oh, yeah, we'll have a bit of that and we'll see what other ones have got. So, yeah, we do. We, the first probably two weeks of Christmas, of January, are a little bit kind of, you know, not busy, but busier than the rest of January. Uh, but no, it does just drop off the face of the earth. So, um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So a little inside scoop there into the cheese world. Huh, lovely. Anything else to report? Um, no, not really. No, just kind of you're just getting back to normality, I suppose, after a very busy period at work. So I know a lot of people; they probably have. I don't know whether, well, a lot of companies have seasonal types of um, busyness. Um, so whether it is Christmas being busy if you're in retail or just going to have busy periods. I know like my dad's an accountant, so he's very busy through December and January because of January tax deadlines and stuff. So um, so I know a lot of people have busy, busy periods. So it's quite nice to kind of just restock after that busy period and mm-hmm. start to get back into the swing of things. But so it's, it's a bit like kind of when you have a couple of weeks off over Christmas for a lot of people um, and then getting back into to, to routine and stuff. It's just my Christmas is a bit longer than two weeks. It's more like eight, nine weeks. So uh, well, Most people's yeah. Christmas are eight, nine weeks because like we, like we said before, we yeah. started partying in November and yeah, decided we're going to eat and drink the way through December yeah. and then they're going to wait till you know probably this week after the you know, back at work week before they start getting back to normality in, in eating and gym training whatever yeah it's just getting back into that routine isn't it and like I'm exactly in the same place and I need to I didn't have the time like the time in the, in the day to, to train and stuff and still played hockey and that was kind of good enough for me and training maybe once a week but I need to get back now to training a couple of times a week and just kind of enjoying that and, and growing and Alex keeps reminding me that my legs look small and stuff like that so you know she's really supportive you mean uh, replace <laughs> the word legs with penis right <laughs> no she's always said that so I need to remind you because you know it's full because I know I know yeah I've known for 26 years yeah <laughs> oh, wow so. lovely lovely to hear hmm. all update. yeah what's new in your life anything um, not a lot I think uh, so I can't remember what I said last week when me and Johnny recorded, but no, still still another week into my experiment, albeit I think it's coming to its conclusion, so that'll be interesting now to see how I go from someone that has, obviously hasn't really dieted now for a year and a half over, year eight, 18 months, uh, a year and eight months, what's that, what's that? 20 months, so yeah, um, that's gonna be interesting. I don't know whether to start on your typical Monday. Oh, I'm gonna to start because tomorrow's a Monday. Um, but I do think I've reached my peak in terms of one, how long I want this experiment to go on for, because I'm kind of slowly still putting on weight, which 
as you'll know, because you definitely listened to last week's episode, um, my overall goal was really to kind of see this like kind of idea of my own set point and stuff, which I haven't got there yet, but I just don't think I want to go any further to find out. And I think there's just too many negatives to the way I've been doing things, feeling a bit gross, feeling a bit like, when I say gross, I mean like I feel a bit like sick a lot of the time. I don't mean physically mm. gross as in like, oh my God, I hate the way I look, which I mean, there are some elements <laughs> where, obviously I've gone off this from the last few podcasts, I don't want to go over again, but there have been some elements where I've obviously been a bit self-conscious about some stuff um like oh every now and then like some clothes that i used to like don't kind of fit me the way they did so i don't like that anymore or i might might just have a low moment where i feel like oh i could do a dieting really and, and feeling a bit better about myself but that's been quite short-lived but i think the main thing is really just like i feel a bit sick all the time i've said about like my exercise performance on the cardio side has been like really demotivating and demoralizing so not that that's ever focused, because obviously weight training is always my focus, but I do do some cardio. Yeah, he said do-do. Um, <laughs> and it does mean that I really, really, really do not enjoy that at the minute, because it's just so hard. Mm. Yeah, so there's, yeah. A, there's a few, like basically I've got to a point where I'm weighing up the pros and cons, and the cons are starting to outweigh the pros. So I think maybe it's a good time to, to start doing something different. So yeah, we'll, we'll, I won't spoil that. I'll go into that maybe, because obviously what we were going to talk about today I'll yeah 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 it's uh it's interesting when you say about uh the cardio side of things and being heavier and um with the with my hockey team at the moment quite a lot of the guys are using the strava app and uh, uh I, i've now set myself up for it so uh, you know add me um i don't use it mate well that was just you know generally out all oh, right you mean everyone uh, else <laughs> yeah yeah you gotta yeah. show your id out then if that's the case <laughs> i think it's just my name on facebook edward edward small penis whitaker Sorry, um yeah um so uh and we were talking about it a lot and one of the guys who plays for us he's a really keen runner last year he racked up uh well over two thousand miles uh in running um so yeah he, he's ran every single day in the last 400 days or whatever um yeah and he doesn't just do like half a mile he'll do like five miles 10 miles 20 miles um yeah so he's a bit crazy um but uh so he is kind of like led a lot of conversations to well just a lot of conversations gone towards running recently and um so i had that summer not last summer the summer before where i did a couple of half marathons and i didn't really train for it but i just kind of did it um and uh, we were talking about the Potter's Half, which is the Stoke-on-Trent Half Marathon. And uh, it's notoriously pretty hilly, and there's one hill uh, at, like, mile 11, I think, which is, uh, like, it's called Heartbreak Hill because when you see it, your heart breaks because uh, it's very steep, and it keeps going. Um, and I ran it in one, th- I think it was about 1.35, I think the official time was. Um, and... That's a pretty good half marathon time, Very regardless. Good. Obviously, yeah, with it being quite hilly. And he was saying, "Oh, you know, do you train for it and all this and all this?" And uh, no, I didn't really. It was at the end of the hockey season, so you know, I kind of obviously playing hockey two, three times a week is uh, training enough. Um, but uh, it got me thinking last night, and and kind of you know, well, yeah, I did that. Would I be able to do that now? You know, at the end of this season, because I was, you know, we'll talk about it in a minute, but. Uh, I, I plan on doing a bit more kind of running and stuff, maybe this this off off hockey season. Um, and I was thinking, Jesus, no, because I was di- we dieted for the photo shoot for that May, didn't we? So I was down at like seventy six kilos, something like that. Whereas now I, I don't even know my actual weight, but I imagine I'm around the seven, the eighty three mark somewhere like that, just because I sit at that 
uh, quite comfortably. And uh, how about you saying you, you can't find your settling point? My settling point is definitely like 82, 83 kilos. And I sit at that very comfortably without um, without going up or down, without even thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, well, probably not. I probably couldn't run that because I'm, you know, a good few kilos heavier. Um, and exactly what you just said, how the cardio is a lot harder now. You're quite a bit heavier than what you were six months ago when you were enjoying it. Yeah, well, talking about the photo shoot, so April 18, I weighed in my lowest weight prior to the peak week, 858 pounds, I think it was around that mark. Yeah. Um, I now weigh nearly 40 pounds heavier than that. So yeah. I am now 80, 80, 88 and a half kilos. It's like a small child. Yeah. Well, how, yeah, how heavy is some? That's, that's heavier than summer. Summer probably yeah. weighs about 30 pounds. It's just like okay, summer so and Molly put together, basically. It's like yeah, yeah. having Which, one of each of those yeah, attached to your belly and your butt. It is, yeah. Because Mo- I think Molly's about nine, nine, nearly 10 pounds. She weighed it at nine pounds something, I think, last time we weighed her. So like I say summer's about 30. I only know this because. I've got Wi-Fi scales at home, and they like automatically connect to my phone. They're smart enough to be able to like add family members and differentiate like weights. I guess yeah. it just gets a range, and it's obviously it knows that if someone steps on it and they're eighty kilos, and then someone else steps on it and they're seventy, it could determine that must be two different people. So it yeah, yeah. I keep getting these unassigned measurements every now and then that some are standing on them, <laughs> <laughs> so it keeps coming up my phone saying we can't work out who's this measurement is. So I have to then pick who to assign it to, and I'm like, uh, I'll just delete that. I think because it says thirty pounds, so it's, I think it's. Dead definitely not any of us yeah, yeah. Ah. unless you've done a massive shit and missed the toilet yeah and it's landed on the, <laughs> land on the scales um no that has never happened funny enough so uh, so yeah no that's obviously a significant amount of weight yeah really no, which, yeah. Well, you know not all, not all bad i'm sure but obviously a lot of it is um obviously from a condition perspective i am incredibly different than what i was 40 pounds ago i'd like to think that there was more muscle mass than I think in reality there probably has been put on even in that time period. But I don't know. I mean, there's, there's obviously been like a 15 pound plus in the last couple of months, like two or two and a bit months since I've been doing this experiment. So that's obviously quite a lot in a couple of months. So it's obviously not in the rate of gain that you would, that we would probably optimally want. So there's going to be stuff like that, which meant I've probably put on way more body fat than I would have done had I taken a more optimal approach and stuff. But yeah. it's what it is. That doesn't matter. Yeah. Like yeah. So when when you come to if you were to diet as you say you you think you've come to your end of this um, are you going to do that through tracking or just through kind of eating a, a Bloomington? I don't know because I think one of the things me and Johnny said at the end of the podcast was maybe the next experiment if I wanted to do it would be exactly that almost like okay can I now like diet using um, like a similar approach to what I'm doing like a, a similar as much as it can be in that obviously my current approach was like complete freedom to eat basically and but obviously with trying to do some mindfulness some aspects of like intuitive eating some aspects of um like some priorities in terms of like still eating some basically nutrient dense food and protein stuff and not just going i'll eat what the fuck i like um and going whole hog because obviously that's kind of not really gonna help me help from a health perspective or or from an optimal body composition so those are the things that i had planned now how i do that in almost a reverse process is obviously a bit more difficult because obviously things like freedom to eat well surely if you're dieting you have to restrict you can't freedom to eat but i did say to him there might there might be a way of that can i do like just just get but i suppose it probably more likely go down like just the very basic non-tracking methods and just to see how easy i would find that in in like losing some weight i think johnny kind of 
put it into perspective of maybe like a way to do it might be just restrict junk food as in like to basically go to almost like a clean eating approach and just see how your body reacts or settles to only eating clean foods basically mm. would i naturally eat a lot less which i think obviously we would i think i'd hypothesize that i would eat a lot less calories because obviously if i'm restricting myself to solid clean foods they're going to be one lower in calories anyway higher in protein potentially because one of the things that we've talked about and obviously i talked about on last episode is that i'm probably quite often under eating on protein a bit compared to what i would usually do um and they would obviously result in probably some like sporadic weight loss just because for those reasons basically yeah so that might be yeah. way to do it basically but obviously there does come with some difficulties with that in terms of when you do fully restrict like like whole food groups or not the same junk food as a food group you know what i mean a whole section of a diet that could mean that i i kind of start getting um withdrawal um like or, or like cravings withdrawal cravings or like the last supper effect where you know i'll binge before i go or it might be just a case of you just get the like it just could be more binge eating behavior and stuff like that so who knows really whether that would be one a sensible thing to do or like efficacious like very a good thing so I yeah think, i'll see i mean obviously like i haven't really thought about that far ahead yet really in terms of how i'll do stuff it like historically i'd probably go back to tracking i think i find it easier to track when i diet just because it a bit more accurate i can override my hunger signals a bit easier because obviously i just worry less about hungry except hunger and therefore just work to numbers instead yeah yeah yeah. so which obviously isn't for everyone but i think for me it's something that i'm used to i know it works Mm. Um, it gives me a certain level of like confidence in, in doing it as well because obviously for those reasons so i think that's a big thing isn't it the confidence in knowing what you're doing is what you're doing is tried and tested it works you know it works and you know that if you eat 1800 calories every single day you will lose weight consistently and also i think it takes out the uh the the want or the need or the feeling that ah uh, well you know if i'm eating to my hunger signals i'm just going to eat a little bit more today because i'm really hungry and that's not right so i'm just or you accidentally eat a bit more than what you should do yeah um yeah I, yeah i was just going to say like I suppose like those two things are two separate points though in terms of like do I want to go on a diet and specifically lose weight or do I want to do what me and Johnny talked about in terms of another experiment and see with see how my set point would work because I think that came, basically that point came about because I talked around like set points and one of the reasons maybe why I haven't found my set point at the moment is more because due to settling points so basically how your set point settles based on the environment you give it and obviously I did say the environment I've kind of surrounded myself with hasn't been particularly great in that I've still eat a shit ton of junk food. Um, obviously, it's been over Christmas a lot of it as well. So obviously, there's things like meals out a lot. I've not been at work. So I've been kind of going to cafes and all this other stuff, which basically my food environment isn't particularly great for anyone that's looking to lose weight or you know not put on weight. It's probably set up for the opposite. It's set up to put on weight. And that's probably shown. So basically, that because we came back to, well, I wonder if you change your environment, i.e., you know, the idea of restricting yourself solid to clean foods. I'd have to obviously do all of the behavior changes to, to help that happen as well, like remove junk food out of my house and um, not eat out like as much or, or, or hardly at all and stuff like that. If I did that, would my set and settling point or my set point settle in a completely different place? Which I think it probably would. I think I'd probably find it a lot easier from a hunger perspective and managing than i would do in the current environment i'm in I think, I think, yeah 
uh, as I say, I think also just having that mindset shift of, okay, the goal now isn't to just kind of see if I can put on weight or see if I can, you know, see, see what happens or the kind of, you know, no fucks given, like what happens, happens. Um, kind of the, I think when you mentally go, right, okay, I'm, I'm on a diet now or I'm trying to lose weight now uh, or I'm, you know, trying to lower my body fat. As soon as you do that, you naturally then just start ignoring the, the chocolate, the crisps and the peanut butter and, and everything like that. And you start to potentially look at more of the uh, lower calorie snacks and stuff like that. And I think uh, that's why sometimes I think pre-warning people about like if you're going on a mini cut or whatever, like having that in your head already, you start to make those adjustments and changes and stuff to make it easier for yourself. Yeah, um, yeah I suppose yeah. for a lot of people, it's just a case of changing their focus. Like, all of a sudden, my mind is now focused on this is the goal, this is what I'm doing, this is why I'm doing it. And like you say, you're then kind of in that mindset of I'm not going to be having no chocolate milk with that because obviously it doesn't serve me to the goal I'm trying to get yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah, and you instantly look at the the world differently, don't you? You look at a menu differently. You look at, yeah. you know, all your choices, your shopping, everything differently. You start going, oh, you know, chocolate's on cheap, I'll get some, um, and then eat it all, like, in the car on the way home. Uh, I'm not saying I've done that before, but um, no. Uh, and then uh, instead you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to get more vegetables, or I'm just going to get more of this, or I'm going to get some more fruit, or, or whatever. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so cut a long story short about what I've been up to, <laughs> because obviously that went on to a big tangent. Uh, not a lot else. I got some new ink done this week. Yes, so I saw. Yeah, it's very Japanese. It is very well. It is a Japanese themed sneeze, so obviously it has to kind of carry on being Japanese. <laughs> but have you ever been to Japan? <laughs> sure. No, fuck off, oh, Siri. But yeah, uh, um, Siri the slag. Siri the slag. No, she's not a slag. She's lovely. She helps me out many, many a time. Um, no, uh, I've not been to Japan, no. Um, I don't really know why I picked Japanese. I think I just liked it. And, Fair enough. But I'll be honest, I would have not continued Japanese if I could have got away with it, but I think it would just look silly having like half Japanese, half something else. So yeah, kind of had to really carry on that. Um, but other than that, not a lot else. I yeah. um, I think we took summer bowling this week. She absolutely loved it. That, yeah. That was fun. Um, Did you leave the sides down as a steep leaning curve? No, well, she, she, no, 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 she had the bumpers up. So, to be fair, she's two and a half. She can't really pick up the balls. And well, even, even though she can, I wouldn't trust her not to drop them on her foot. So, I had to stop yeah, her. Yeah. She's like, like kind of supervised and I have to carry ribbon. But she obviously had that like ramp thing that you push them down. Yeah. So, she did that. Um, but she loved it. Absolutely funny as hell. Brilliant. Oh, cool. So, um, yeah. Lost it, Lucy. Um, I, I, I didn't bowl overly well, though. Which I once got four strikes in a row. They do call me Hadley Four Strikes, so I didn't do that this time, which I was a bit disappointed about. But is that with the bumpers up as well? No, the bumpers were down. Did I, you have uh, a separate lane? Or? No, 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 yeah, separate lane. No, we we went against each other. Why would you have a separate lane? Well, because then you got to put the bumpers up and down every two seconds. Nah, they're automatic, aren't they? They just come up when it's that. You just set it to say like that's a child. So when her turn comes around, they just pop up and then they just that's pop down. Some fancy ass bowling i think that's pretty normal nowadays mate it's oh really it's okay, the 21st well, century last time i went bowling you had to go and get the spotty kid with the big stick to walk halfway down the aisle and then like not what? slip over and then pull him up with his Jesus. big stick no uh, not nowadays i've no, never that's... been to a bowling alley that's been that primitive all oh, right well just just round circle <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah uh, so we did that that was fun but not a lot else I, really can't else. I am um a little bit disappointed that a week tomorrow or a week today actually given when this podcast will come out i'm back at work so bear in mind i've not been at work since the as in my my usual full-time job uh since the 28th of june wow that's, so that's a gonna, long time it's gonna hurt right it's gonna hurt yeah yeah 
and people are moaning about going back to work after two weeks off. I know. So um, right. yeah, that's probably me really. Obviously, I'm just kind of getting this this level of anxiety being built up as the days tick down now. Yeah, yeah, actually having to do something worthwhile. Yeah. So try and try and make the most of this week being off with the kids and then yeah, get back nice. into. I, there, I, there is a there is a tiny tiny bit of me looking forward to getting a bit back of routine and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I think other than that, there's going to be some some painful bits. So like getting up at five a.m. train again. Yeah, yeah. I've been training those lunch and stuff like that. So that's going to be a bummer. Well, um, I saw that uh, Summit is absolutely whizzing on that scooter now after we Man. spoke about it on the uh, the last yep. podcast. Yep. Uh, that's she, really cool. She's well quick. In fact, I, th- I just think to myself, she is going to have an accident at some point. It's inevitable. The way she goes and that thing, I think, because she gets like quite a way away from us. And obviously, as a parent, you start to panic a bit, like you're on the side of the road, you're on the path. I think she could even mm. fall off on the road to cargo's past. That could yeah, be yeah. fatal. Or she gets so far away, you start to think she's going to go around a corner and you're going to lose her, or someone's going to like nick her or something. So it does, you do start to get a bit worried. But, Where do you live? <laughs> well, I don't really think that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, there's, she, when she's out of sight, if she goes so far and she's like almost out of sight, yeah, you, yeah, you self, do panic. Christ. But yeah. I, I then look at her sometimes when she's got away, and I think she looks so small. Like, she's obviously very tall. She's in the top 5% in height, according to her. She's quite tall, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. really tall. But. Like she still looks tiny because she is still only two and a half. Like, mm. like I keep, I forget sometimes that she is still that young. Um, but she looks so small in distance. I think Christ, like she's so vulnerable still. And like if she does yeah. just go too fast and God, I don't know. She's got knee pads and a crash helmet on and things. But yeah, she does go like lightning. So she picked up really quickly. She did, surprised. yeah, yeah. I remember you saying when she got it. Yeah, yeah. So. She she did. Um, Jenna took her to a like a Brewster's play like thing. You know, like the Brewster's restaurants have like some have like play things in. Apparently she uh, went down a slide, like uh, on her front, but like feet first, but facing down. So she was facing the ground. Yeah. And she came off the edge. She smashed her nose. Things. She's got a massive like red line, like a oh. red cut across it. Oh, not quite a cut, but like a red. Yeah, yeah. Um, where the blood's yeah, come to the surface yeah. on her nose now. So she's gonna have like probably a couple of black eyes tomorrow. I reckon. Beautiful, beautiful. Poor, and poor you've not been beaten. Yeah, so that's what you have to say when uh, you've been beating your children. Up. No, I know. Well, we already—I shouldn't be saying this on the podcast, but I will. We already had an NHS worker come around uh, during the week because Molly's been to A and E twice in the last like four weeks or something, and they sent us a letter saying we better come around and check everything. Oh shit! Really? <laughs> My auntie, um, her job is to um, decide whether or not children should be taken away from their parents, um, which is a pretty brutal job. But some of the stories she tells me are, like, hilarious in terms of, like, when she has the parents in the office and just the way they squabble and argue. And she said one one woman, like, full-on went at this, like, ex-husband. You can't take my children from me! And was, like, laying into him. So my auntie like jumped in the middle to try and break him up, stuck her head out the door and was like, security. That's why they so get they... taken away. Well, yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. So the security ran in thinking my auntie was being beaten up. Um, she, she says, she turned around and was like, no, if they'd been, she'd hit me, she'd be on the floor out, out cold, <laughs> which I uh, do believe. Yeah. Um, it's horrible because you think to yourself, I don't think that other people should be able to kind of come around and judge whether you're a fit parent or not. I guess, yeah. I guess it's different because I do feel like I am a fit parent. <laughs> at least I'd like to think I am um, <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's horrible to think that someone's actually come around to check to be fair the woman was lovely she's been around a couple of times before like just like she's obviously like a social not social care worker but she works in NHS and does yeah. a lot of like the um, god I don't even know what the titles are but she basically basically the NHS nurses that come around like when they're first born and stuff and they just you know check, 
just have a look at your home and you know make sure you're all all right and like make sure the mother's all right and they know how to breastfeed and all that type of stuff so we've met her before a couple of times she is lovely to be fair and when she came around the first thing she said was she apologized and said i'm really sorry um if i'd have known um that uh it was you lot then i would have probably just picked up the phone and not bothered to come around just made sure you were all all right and that thing was okay so i thought oh, yeah. that's really nice for the same nice. puts it yeah. a bit so um, she says that to all the parents probably no <laughs> she, to be fair she remembered like she, she's been around a couple of times but obviously she i think she came around when summer was young so bear in mind that's like a couple, over a couple of years ago and mm. she did, i remember she came around when molly was first born um and she remembered us and remembered loads of details so that's quite nice of her. oh that's cool yeah yeah considering how many hundreds and hundreds of people they must see yeah uh, well she yeah. mentioned to me about going back to work so she obviously remembered that i'd been off for for obviously so Very many good. months yeah so, um, that was nice that's, good. To, that's to cool know. but okay. yeah that's yeah. That's my week, really. So we're obviously half an hour in and not really done a lot. <laughs> um, well, uh, last last week we took Lucy to the safari, uh, Westman's Safari Park. And yeah, I saw that. Yeah, she. I, I don't know if you've taken the kids yet, but so uh, it was it was really good. She sat on Alex's knee as we went round, and um, about halfway round, she looked at the map and realised it was a dinosaur section. So that's all she wanted to see was the dinosaurs, and we're like, there is a tiger there right by you and there's like a zebra sticking his nose in the car and like trying to give her kisses and and you want to go see plastic dinosaurs you <laughs> want to see dinosaurs to be fair they were animatronic dinosaurs they were like pretty much to scale and they made noises and they were they were incredible um uh, but then as soon as we got in there she was like i'm scared i want to go <laughs> ah, <lovely. laughs> so, that's all she went on about was these bloody dinosaurs and she was scared so yeah right. anyway but so no it's cool so you should definitely take um at least take summer i mean molly wouldn't really uh she'd have no idea let's be honest she she's too young but yeah, we've been sick. to um woburn done that one right. but yeah, yeah not not obviously that one but yeah west midland's a bit far to go isn't yes it? well woburn's not exactly close mate that's a couple of hours away but okay um should we get on to what we're going to talk about today which, yeah. which wasn't going to be a great it's supposed to be a short podcast but bear in mind our intro is 29 minutes it's probably not actually gonna be that short but um i just thought we didn't really have a topic we're making one up on the spot as usual but we thought it'd be useful for people maybe to hear what our goals are for this year because it's that time of year where people are starting to do new year's resolutions potentially like any type of goal setting when it comes to their health physique and well-being stuff so i just thought why don't we just give a little bit of a brief insight into what our kind of like main goals are for this year um how we're going to maybe go about them if we know and anything else that we might find it at all interesting hmm I think, yeah, it, it, sometimes when you, especially if you're stuck for a goal for yourself, a lot of people's goals, whether they admit to it or not, is just to do something um, and just something a bit different maybe. Quite often it's sort of like health-related and such. So, um, yeah, so should I maybe kick off? So, um, so for myself, like, so we, we were talking about running earlier on and this year I tried to cycle, well, last year I tried to cycle a bit more and I, I did, I got out on the bike and stuff and rode to work a couple of times, um, and stuff like that, but it just, I didn't do enough. And I think sometimes with cycling, it just takes so long to go on like a decent ride. If you want to go and do 30 miles, that's like half your day gone. Um, and I'm a bit more kind of like short and sharp and, and that sort of thing. So I think this year I'm definitely going to continue with the cycling a little bit and go out with Alex and, and do more because it's just nice to spend time together and doing that sort of thing because we can ride side by side. She's puffing and panting. I'm okay or pretend to be okay. Um, so it makes me feel good. So we'll do a bit more of that. 
Um, and I'd really like to do some more sort of competitive things in the like running again. So a few maybe half marathons. Um, we're talking about maybe signing up to a few as a team for hockey and um, or you know as many as as we can and try and not necessarily do them together, but you know turn up and run our own race and then kind of meet up afterwards and have a pint sort of thing. Um, so I think that'd be really cool to do that because I did two two summers ago, two half marathons, and one was with Alex. She got shin splints. It was. Just, I'm not saying it was a shit time. It was not as good as time as when I did it on my own. And it's not as good as time as when she's done it before. Um, because, um, because of these shin splints kicked in. So we did it in like two hours, 10, which is, you know, respectable for, for a lot of people, but me being as competitive as I am, I knew I could do better. Um, so then I did the potter's half and did that in one thirty-five. So I quite like to do something and see if I can maybe break the one thirty barrier. But I also know that I am like six, seven kilos heavier than, than last time I did that. So, um, I'd have to probably lose a bit of weight kind of coming up to the, the end of the hockey season to, to look to do that. Um, but which would stand me in good stead then for going to Johnny's wedding in May. Um, I've got an extra week for dieting um, because I thought Johnny's <laughs> wedding <laughs> was... <laughs> I was adamant. You know when you've got something in your head you're yeah. so adamant of when it is? Uh, well, so I was adamant of Johnny's wedding. Was it's funny sick. you say that because um, Jenna was like, how did he get that wrong? I was like, I imagine... He had it in his head that it was a date, and he was so sure that, he, that it was kind of like, I don't need to check because I know it's yeah. six. That, I'm just that adamant. And obviously, it's like most people, even if they are adamant, would just double check anyway, just to make yeah, sure that mate. it's the certain date. And, I'm always right, mate. I'm always yeah, right. Of course. Um, so, so that was quite funny, ringing the estate agents and trying to get it. So basically, I, yeah, I booked, booked to go away from the second estate to the Estate agents? Estate agents. Uh, travel agents. <laughs> I was going to say, agents. mate, you're moving house again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I booked the second to the ninth. Johnny's wedding's on the thirteenth, and then Alex turned around. I was like, "Yeah, I'm sure when you first told me that uh, we'd be away for because my birthday's on the tenth. Um, so she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm sure uh, when you first told me you said that we'd be away for your birthday, so it'd be like kind of tight in quite nicely." And then like, yeah, I started to remember that, and yeah, so basically, I booked the wrong week. We've managed to change it. It's cost us like, hundred quid more, which is a bit annoying, but anyway, so yeah. could be a lot worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when we looked on like Tui and stuff for that hotel, the hotel was nearly fully booked. So I think that's why it's a bit more. But uh, apparently, somebody who so basically Johnny's getting married in Cost in May, and um, he knows another lad who's getting married in the same hotel, but didn't find out <laughs> in the same week. Um, but didn't find out until afterwards. Right. Quite, so turn yeah. out his wedding then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think half of Wales is going to be there. So I think that's <laughs> one reason why Jenna doesn't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> she can't hack it. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah so I, I think in, in kind of terms of that I'd love to do a bit more cardio-y based stuff competitive stuff I enjoyed it um, but I don't always enjoy it whilst I'm doing it but afterwards I'm always like oh you know what I, I did enjoy that so um, and if I can do it with Alex then it's even better so yeah and you get you get a challenge out of it I suppose mm, definitely definitely that's why a lot of these things are so popular like you know these organised events like running events or like the um assault course type stuff and those sort of things they're generally like um, what they call obstacle races um, they can be really because the, the, the way they are and the, how challenging they are they can be really important to just keep people motivated can't they yeah yeah and it's a definite like thing to aim for as well you know these things don't really the dates don't change you say right okay I'm going to pick that half marathon or that 5k or that 10k and it's on that day and I've got time to work towards it then um, so even if you're you know maybe not a runner or not somebody who is uh you know likes that kind of cardiovascular based stuff 
you can say, right, okay, I'm going to pick something in July. These things are on, like, there's that many, you know, every other town has its own half marathon or own 10K or own 5K. I mean, you've even got park runs on a Saturday that are like 5K. So you, know, you, you can pick something in the distance and say, right, okay, I'm going to work towards it. And then you use something like Couch to 5K. So many people have such great success stories and go on to be like avid runners afterwards. Um, uh, I know a lot of people who do the the 365 days of running. So either you do 365 miles in a year or you do a mile every single day. Um, and there was a the, the lad who I said about who's done over 2,000 miles last year. Um, he started that and he said, right, okay, I'm going to challenge myself. And he's ran every single day since January last year. Um, yeah, so that's quite hard. Three hundred sixty-five miles a year. Like it doesn't sound a lot, but then we think about it. Well, that's still averaging thirty-six. Well, thirty miles a month. Yeah. Which which thirty miles a month is then still six miles a week. Yeah, yeah. seven miles a week. Seven miles a week. Six, six, and seven, six and seven. That's quite still quite a lot. Like it's still a couple of decent runs, or, or one decent run, or a couple of like still reasonable runs like yeah, for a lot of people yeah. that's still going to be quite difficult to do yeah like one of the guys who plays for us has decided he's doing it and he's uh, he, he, but he'll say right okay well I've done three miles in hockey so that's three miles for this week so instead of doing a mile a day he's kind of <laughs> like you know, he'll go he'll go and play hockey and then he's he'll go and do another couple of runs oh, well, I walk week. to work today uh, so that counts as two but it has to be a run. It has to be a run. Well, uh, I jogged to work because I was late. Well, so that yeah, yeah. To... <laughs> there you go. So that's kind of uh, you can cheat a little bit and stuff, but um, it, but it's still you know doing more than what you were doing before, sort of thing. If he goes off and does another run or two runs in the week, so it's pretty cool. But no, I'm not quite that dedicated. But what? I think definitely having that end goal, or not even an end goal, just a goal, a goal, yeah, yeah, to work towards is 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 key. What? Um, so you mentioned about earlier in the before we start talking about your actual goals, you said about getting back to trait like your routine and training to like a couple of times a week now. What's kind of like your physique goals? Um. So I definitely want to train at least one more day a week. So I'm minimum training twice a week uh, in the gym, uh, which is very different to kind of go back to 18 months ago, probably where I was, you know, four or five times a week and um, the gym was a massive thing for me and everything. And like, I, I do really enjoy going to the gym and I like seeing the numbers go up and everything. It's just a case of managing time and managing not just work time, but managing social and family time as well um, and, and fitting it all in. So physique wise, you know, I'm very happy where I am. Um, and I, I don't particularly like, I think I've kind of, dropped the I, I get the odds like especially when we're doing fines at hockey i'll get like or you know shit bodybuilder or fake bodybuilder or whatever like people dick on me for that a little bit but because i kind of went into it and then kind of haven't really uh continued it and such but um you know i'm very happy where i am and i've i've, I've never had like a you know i want to be huge goal or i want to be like look like this or i want to look like that i've always kind of gone you know i, I like having some sort of ab edge uh, you know whether it's one or two or three uh, or four um, I, I you know I like to be sort of you know if people if I have my top off I'd like people to go you know that guy works out you know because what's the point otherwise um, apart from for you know health and such um, but uh, I, you know I like to sort of fill out my t-shirts and stuff like that um, just you know for the vain reasons um, so in terms of that and because I enjoy it and you know just to like to you know, look good in my eyes. Um, then I, you know, I definitely want to continue going to the gym a couple of times a week and just, just keep building on what I've got. You know, if I can do each session once a week, 
uh, and I can build on it every week or every couple of weeks, which I, I am doing. Uh, I'm only getting stronger, which means I'm only you know slightly increasing muscle mass, which is brilliant. Whether it's optimal and I'm training everything two, three times a week, um, I, you know I don't care as much for that at the moment, um, just because it's not my goal. But um, yeah. so, so I'm just happy, happy ticking so, along. Yeah, so you're kind of more interested in just feeling and feeling good about yourself, and you know, kind of like because you even said about like looking good in your eyes. So I guess like. You don't have a specific look, as you say, and it's more around just feeling good, feeling confident, feeling like, you know, you do work out. And a lot yeah. of that's probably going to be along with the whole kind of fitness and like the other or aligns with the other goals of like your, you know, you want to improve your running, you know, these sort of things as well. So they're all going to interlink really rather than being like, I, I want to get massive and I want to, you know, look like a shredded bodybuilder kind of thing yeah exactly like competing and stuff like that's not on my agenda in the slightest um and even like i know we kind of mentioned photo shoots earlier and stuff it's a good way of uh giving yourself again a time goal to lose weight and i'd say you know if we say ran a photo shoot which was going to be kind of you know looking for like may june time um it'd be a good thing to kind of diet alongside but i know once i get to you know like 78 kilos something like that i'm more than happy at that kind of leanness i don't want to be going down to 76 74 where i've been before where that means that i'm you know really lean so 74 is like stage weight if i go back to you know a couple of years ago when i competed 74 was stage weight 76 you'll be about about 72 stage weight now then yeah because i've lost all my legs and everything yeah um (laughs) so (laughs) i did post a video of a quad extension the other day and i looked at it i was like ah my legs were so nice (laughs) i've still all the definition they're just half the size (laughs) um yeah so uh so kind of knowing roughly from you know previous uh previous weights and stuff of what where you know it gives me a good idea of where i'd need to be to be certain leanesses so i know kind of like 78 i'll be really happy i'd have a bit of average um i'd have some veins and stuff and um i'd be yeah i'd be i'd be pretty happy at that um whereas you know i'm probably about five kilos above that so for going away i will bring my weight down just so um i feel comfortable when i'm there um being in a hot place you know everyone's got tops off especially if like johnny's trying to get as lean as he says he is you know can't have him being the the only lean one at the party he should be he's been dieting for about 96 years well yeah exactly yeah but you know it's oh yeah i'm dieting i'm dieting eats all the food um whether it's one of those i'm not too sure yeah yeah um that's another conversation for another time okay (laughs) What, uh, are you, what are you going to do to kind of specifically improve the fitness side then? So obviously you said about having a goal and you've kind of got a few ideas of the things you've, you've talked about already. Are you going to actually do specific training for it or is it going to be just a bit more ad hoc? Um, definitely ad hoc. Because uh, you don't want to commit to a plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like commitment. Um, no, it's more just a case of, you know, I'm out I'm out doing two hours of, ex- well, four hours of exercise a week in terms of hockey. So two two-hour sessions pretty much. So in that kind of sense, I'm doing a lot. I'm doing more than most. Um, you know, I'm not trying to be the world's fastest half marathon runner or anything like that. So um and i get you know i have a pretty decent fitness from from hockey um it just then quite quickly deteriorates when i get to the end of the season in march um so after that i'd look to do a run or two a week to keep things up if i do sign up for some half marathons and such um to kind of you know keep me keep me in the 
ball game uh, for that. And um, so yeah. you're not going to be doing any kind of run on specific plans or anything like that. No, no. 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 Okay. Oh, sorry, I just it, wondered how you'd approach yeah. it. Yeah, no, definitely a bit more ad hoc. And, and I think I stick to things a bit better when it's like that. Where if I kind of go, you know, I've got to do this. I quite often. Well, you're not going to tell me what to do, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I I think knowing yeah. you, you're the type of person that if you've got a plan and then something gets in the way, you just you'd more likely just not bother and you'd give up yeah. and you would do think I'll just like not miss this one day, but I'll do it tomorrow. I think you, you end up finding excuses almost to not do it. Yeah, no, that's 100 percent me. And I know I used to do it with the gym a lot more. I used to have a, a plan that would take me an hour and a half to do. I'd be like, well, I've only got an hour and fifteen minutes, so I can't do it. <laughs> and yeah. you'd find that excuse. Whereas now where I'm like, okay, well, I know roughly what I want to do. And if I've got two hours in the gym, then I'll, you know, I won't take that long, but I'll, I'll do a bit more and I'll do more, be more full body instead of just doing kind of this, that and the other. I have like set moves that I like to do because I like to see the numbers go up each week or the reps go up each week on it. But um, yeah, I, I, I can't stick to anything too rigidly because if I, if I know I can't do it, then it'll, it'll get me down and I won't want to do it at all. So yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Any, any more kind of goals or anything else you want to chat about? No, not really. I mean, like you have your sort of social and family goals, I suppose, don't you? And kind of where you want to be and everything. But um, yeah, just happy and fit and healthy. Uh, yeah, it's interesting to hear you talk about kind of the less focus on bodybuilding per se. Um, it's funny because obviously like your general gym go, which we are really, I know obviously mm. you have competed once, but... Obviously, I don't think you'd ever call yourself a bodybuilder. No. But it's funny how, obviously, we do then say things like bodybuilder or whatever else. Or you made the joke around your friends calling you a shit bodybuilder. Yeah, um, yeah. That's obviously interesting because, like, my, my goals this year, like, from a physique or fitness perspective is is always, like, it has been for the previous years, really, like, basically put on more muscle mass and get bigger. I still mm. want to, be, like, I've, I've got no aspirations to look, like, ginormous. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't want to be, like, an absolutely ginormous like steroid user basically because um, I think most people when they see really giant bodybuilders most of them are on steroids um, if not all of them um, or you know gen- the very genetically gifted I think even those the ones that are genetically gifted that are very big probably aren't as big in real life as maybe they might look in pictures and stuff like that and I've never really had this kind of goal to be like absolutely giant um, which I think is why I've struggled in the past as well is that it's been more important to me to look fit and look like aesthetic basically and mm. that makes me feel more confident than it would do if i just looked big and i've got like i've got friends that would don't really care how lean they are they just want to just fill out t-shirts and just get giant like they just want to look like they lift and look massive um but if they took the t-shirt off you just say yeah be fair mate you do look big but you also look very fat yeah there's um, t-shirt big and then there's just looking fat when you got your yeah. top off and yeah. I, i've never really want to just look big like it's always, always made me feel like i don't really like that look personally mm. and i also don't that doesn't make me feel good because like you i've got an element of that i still want to feel like capable of stuff i still want to feel fit like i used to play sport i used to do a lot of running um obviously I used to play like two football teams at a weekend to play five a side and albeit i don't do anywhere near as much of that type of stuff now i still like i still i'm still doing one run a week and that's still important to me to be able to do that with some competency and like feel good doing it i don't want to struggle in, in doing it and make then it makes me basically demoralized and feel like crap so there's it's hard really to try and weigh a lot of that stuff up but i guess i like my, my overall goal is still to put on more muscle mass because i'm still tiny so whatever really um 
so it's, it's kind of like right how do i get to that so like my goal for this year is to to really like right i'm gonna need to segment this down now into like okay like like a lot of people would do when they're in air quotes bodybuilding like physical approaches of things because i've had this like longest phase i've ever had in terms of bulking we've already talked about kind of i feel like i probably need to now get to a point where i start to reduce my body fat levels a little bit maybe see if i have built on any significant amount of muscle mass um which i'm hoping is obviously there is some because like if i think back to my lifts even a year ago they've all improved massively really in many ways not just the weight on the bar but like form and stuff like that so they all point quite well to the fact that i will have put some muscle mass on I've had more people of late tell me that I look bigger than I ever have, which is great, which obviously I enjoyed. But there is an element of like, I know that because I'm 40 pounds heavier, so of course I'm fucking going to, regardless of whether it's, <laughs> it's muscle mass or not. So Is that just you in the mirror? You are bigger. You're <laughs> yeah. a big, who's a big boy? No. Well, the thing is, like, even just going to some of the fitness events and stuff, some people saying like, you like who might only see me every six months, Mm. They've some people have made comments about it, and I'm like, actually, you no, know that's quite nice to hear because at least it makes me feel like I'm doing something. Like, I'm quite self motivated, intrinsically motivated, as like we've talked about before. I mean, like, someone who trains at home has to be really because if not, you just wouldn't do it. Like, if you trained at home on your own, um, or like me, you've got a home gym. If I if I if I wasn't intrinsically motivated, I'd never train because you know you've got no one there to help you like for the for the most part and stuff. So I, I am quite intrinsically motivated and I, I'm kind of the, the, the robot client for when, you know, if, if I was ever coached by people. But it's also nice every now and then to also hear like external compliments because even being extrinsically motivated, it, you can get lost in your own kind of darkness sometimes, if, if that's the, for want of a better phrase. You kind of get lost in your own like head and sometimes think, are you doing things right? Is it working? You know, and it's just nice then to get some compliments. So. That's Everybody really loves a compliment, don't they? Even if you like, you melt inside and feel awkward. You still like a compliment. Yeah, and to be fair, I do. I do melt. I do feel awkward, but <laughs> like obviously, when you reflect on it, you think oh, it was nice to hear because of the reasons I've said. So, mm. um, so I guess from like physique perspective, that's that hasn't really changed. It's going to be the same thing, uh, and it's just now how I do it. As I say, in terms of these physical approaches, so I think I've I was talking with a friend of the family, Dan Mac Fitness, um, yesterday actually just chatting around like goals and stuff. And I said to him, I feel like I've got three options now. One is just like, go go like, or, or have in mind my end goals to get bigger. So therefore I just keep bulking basically and just keep going until I really can't push any further or I really think it's severely not optimal. Um, which I basically said is like, basically aggressive bulking or aggressive massing. Um, or I maybe take, like the second option might be take a mini cut for now, whether that be three, four, five weeks maybe, um, and then just give myself, more, like the, the, and the purpose of that mini cut would be to give myself more room then to bulk again. So that then is obviously another option, and kind of in between the, the third option would then be to obviously go on a longer dieting phase. So and I said I'm probably in preference of leaning more towards my like end goal of being bigger, and therefore not dieting completely, but just kind of give myself more room to progress into, i.e. like kind of this option two of, of a mini cut. But then I thought there could be a th- the third option of dieting for longer. One is quite appealing to me because obviously it'd be nice to see if I've made any progression since last time I, we did the photo shoot, given, you know, it's a year and a half, nearly two years of bulking since. Um, and also it kind of suits my vein side of, you know, I'd like to get full on abs back and, and feel like I look like decent again, you know, with a shirt off. But then 
I kind of also don't want to halt the progression that I've been seeing with all of my lifts and my training sessions and stuff like that as well. So it's obviously a difficult one really to decide how I do it. So I kind of feel like I'm probably going to fall into option two, but there could also be some things that persuade me to option three. So like the photo shoot that we're going to be launching very, very shortly, like you said, well, maybe that's something that actually I'll just be persuaded to give myself a goal and some external motivation and jump on board with that as well. So that could be something that convinces me to to change maybe that that goal for me it's funny because like we, we sort of outline these goals and stuff but then i bet all right yeah the overarching goal probably won't change but the kind of little intermediate ones probably will do month to month almost um, potentially yeah i mean i guess like obviously if i decide this one of these phases i guess that'll kind of then determine what i then do but there'll be little changes in between those to how even how maybe even the way i approach them and stuff like that so yeah i suppose approaches change probably more so yeah i think especially with yourself you know your goal has been your goal for however long you know years um uh, so that that's not going to change um but it's just yeah maybe yeah more your approaches which then maybe changes a few micro goals yeah i think like oh you're right that hasn't changed maybe the importance of it might have changed a little bit mm. and that's less important to me now and i realize that maybe that goal isn't there isn't an end point in that goal therefore I don't need to stress almost about how quickly I get to it, which is what I mean by like the importance hasn't changed maybe. Yeah. So, so yeah. a bit like what you're saying, like about around how you feel about your like physique and stuff and like, I'll, I'll probably never compete or if I do, it'll be once just to say I've done it and experience it more than anything. Not because I ever one think I'll be any good at it or, or be competitive, but it'll just be from the experience if I ever did do it. Maybe it's like, Oh, just on, you know, just so I've ticked it off the list almost. So for that reason, like I ain't really got anything to worry about in terms of any like, time or, or have to do a specific thing it's just like i've got a goal in mind or a direction i should say really that in mind and i just keep yeah. in that direction and yes okay i might go faster at some times or slower at other times but you know that's that'll then blend in and be compatible with my life rather than the other way around my life having to fit this goal yeah and different things like change things don't they like so like quite luckily um you having your, your two kids it's not really changed things it hasn't really taken too much time from you um in terms of training but you've had to adapt and change adapt. to it hence the the home gym and so you can go in the morning instead of maybe going after work or or what have you yeah. um, I, I, yeah. I i had a heated conversation in our office once many years ago this would probably easily be 2013 2014 time and obviously this is before I had kids or really had any idea that when I was going to be having them. And we were just talking, like the conversation came up about fitness and stuff. And I remember having a conversation with a guy in the office where he said like his brother-in-law, oh, he used to be really into the gym and then he had kids and it all changed. And that'll happen to you because, you know, you, you might be dedicated now, but you wait till you have kids, it's going to be all different. And I said, a amount of times I was avid saying, it won't change, I will adapt and I'll just, I, I will still do what I need to do to get, get it done basically. Um, and it's really funny now to think that how long ago that was that I legitimately can have turned, I can turn around now and say, see, I told you so. Yeah. Because yeah, I have yeah. done it. People, people literally said to me, I wouldn't, I'd be too tired. I'd, I want to spend too much time with kids or I want to spend time with the kids, which is obviously true. But I always kind of think like, I don't understand why people make these 
things as binary in that it's either kids or or health or fitness like it's not it yes they're priorities and my kids will always be my priority but that doesn't mean priority number two can't be health and fitness and i will find a way to do it which i have Mm -hmm. so that's always been quite interesting really to think about that sometimes think you know i'm proud of myself really that i made that work yeah no 100 percent. and just with it being that kind of long-rooted goal i think people who potentially um health and fitness starts at the same time or around when they have kids it's not such a deep-rooted priority whereas people who have trained for years or uh, i see it with guys playing hockey so you get two types of guys basically you get the ones that have played for years and years and years and they um you have kids they carry on they make it work um and then other guys who kind of then just like jack it in uh, but quite often they're ones who maybe haven't played as long or or play for different reasons and um and then they they just completely jack it in there's no kind of you know i'll try and make it work they say that but then they don't they just like they from the day the kid's born they never play again um and um yeah it's just interesting because like you do see that yeah a couple of guys who you know i play with each week and they've got kids so i've got young ones like the first team captain he's just had a, a baby and he still plays he still trains he still does his captaincy duties he still works he's an accountant like you know he works pretty full-on um you, know, you you make it work you, you kind of work around things if it's something you really want to do but you still make all that time and find that time elsewhere to spend all that time with the kids and that thing so, it's, just, it's, yeah. just, it's like anything it just comes down to priorities and mm. yes you should always make your kids priority number one yeah. but you're not limited to one priority no exactly yeah, no more yeah. One. And, the, and the people that see it that way the generally the ones I think that are successful with it yeah 100% because the ones that don't see it that way just give in because a bit like what we are talking about like you in the, the the kind of like if I miss or if I don't have enough time in the gym then I'll just won't bother going people yeah, think well yeah. if I've got kids then they're my priority so I won't bother doing anything else it's like well yeah, it's not I really. can't do anything else yeah that's not how it works but no, exactly. yeah so that that was that's just kind of like still from a like physique and gym I'll still continue to train this year um, I'll just obviously sit down and over the next few days probably to be honest work out what it's going to be in terms of like physical approaches to that in the goal and then how the nutrition and training relates to that because Obviously, I've got to think about obviously dieting or not, that type of thing we already talked about. I'll have to think about um, training volumes. And at some point, like my training volumes have got quite high as I've been overeating and my training volume has been going up. So I guess as, as and when I start to diet, I'll probably need to go through some some like primer phases, basically of resensitizing some things, lower volumes, then work volume back up again over time because you can't just keep obviously increasing volume more and more because one, I'll die. And two, I'll be spending 17 hours in the gym every day. So... Yeah, there's yeah, some... it's gonna be a limit. Got a big cap. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so is that? And then I've already said about running. I still want to be able to do some things like potentially do a, a half Ironman in June. I'm not dead set on doing it, but a friend of mine wants to do it, and I was quite keen because this again, it's a bit like I said about competing. There's some, there's probably a, 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 an item on my bucket list for want of a better phrase to tick off to say, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing one. Obviously, they are pretty, It's not something that I can just do though. Like no. Because yeah. at the minute, I'm running a 10K every Thursday. And I've been doing that for ages. I'll be honest, even when I wasn't doing it, I hadn't ran for about a year and a half. And I just stepped out and did 10K one lunchtime because, you know, reasonably fit. I, I could do it. It wasn't obviously an impressive time, but I could. Whereas with an, with an Ironman or a half Ironman, a uh, 30-mile run, a uh, 56-mile bike, bike ride, and a two-mile swim or whatever it is, 
I'm not going to be able to just do that. So if no. I do commit to that, it doesn't mean that some of these other things I've talked about are going to have to shift around a little bit to accommodate for it because you can't just add that in with a usual resistance training where I'm doing training five days a week like I am. Um, that just can't can't happen. So Yes, yeah, like, I suppose with the run and stuff, you can wing it. Um, but it's more, like we were talking about Ironmans yesterday actually and a couple of guys said they'd done the fun ones which are a bit like a half or a quarter yeah, Ironman. Yeah, yeah, I think um, a lot of those yeah. are not too bad because there's something like a 10k or like it might even be a 5k run it might be like a 5k run a one mile swim and then a 20 mile bike ride some of the smaller ones like sprint ones like you normally call them like a sprint Ironman yeah so yeah, they, yeah. Be, or a sprint triathlon I should say sorry not a triathlon a triathlon yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they're, they're, uh, they're yeah. generally good ones to start with I suppose mm. yeah because Ironman's are like full on brutal like you yeah. have to run a marathon almost don't you yeah. Uh, um yeah, yeah, I think with that as well, like, you know, if you do do a bit of running, like you play team sport or you um, do tank every week or whatever, you can kind of wing a bit longer, a bit further. And if you can run, you can generally cycle. Um, it's just adding it all together. It's a swim. That's the big one because it's just so full body. It's so different. It's yeah. different movement patterns. I, I, and and if, so. thing is, I, I wouldn't, I'm not bothered about necessarily performance as much, as long as it's obviously respectable. But I'm not obviously looking out to, to like, go and... You know, smashing any records or anything but what I would like to do is feel like reasonably comfortable doing it in terms of I want it to be hard obviously like anything but I don't want to go out and feel so physically like broken by it that I just don't want to do it and I hate it every second of it which is basically what the running starting to get a little bit like now with the, obviously the weight gain so I'm going out and struggling to keep up paces that I mean I did one this week nearly nearly 49 minutes or something for a, for a 6.24 mile 10k which is like seven minutes slower than what I did only in like September or something. And, yeah. like, and I was like, wow. And honestly, I don't think I could run it any quicker. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's just stuff it's like that. It makes it very difficult. So I guess obviously it's like, again, align all these different goals and like still feeling good about certain things like my performance and things as well without, without making it into somewhere it has to be like record breaking or anything. But yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, I mean, that's, that's it really. That's most like, I, I, I'm not setting anything too, a bit like you, I'm not setting anything too structured or I will obviously kind of give myself a, a bit of a macro cycle in terms of my training and nutrition and, and create some physical approaches for that. But I think just the other three, like alongside that, I also want to throw in a couple of events, like another Tough Mudder probably. Um, and then potentially a fo- the photo shoot, if we do it, I'm just going to think about whether I want to get in involved in that or not. Um and then that might change or decide some of the, the actual other stuff I've already talked about. So Yeah, and I suppose then you'd have to look at timings and if it was a 12-week cut, could you manage what you want to achieve in 12 weeks or would you need longer? Would it be a bit too brutal doing it in that time? Yeah, and, yeah it's well, kind that's, of that's the that thing. It well. depends how long I've got. If, so if, it, if I was to do the photo shoot, depending on how long I've got, I might consider, you know what, I, I would potentially need to lose 40 pounds again um, based on you know previous weight. Could I lose forty pounds in twelve weeks? Obviously, that's going to yeah. be a big ask. Yeah, massive. So, um, it's not impossible, but it would be a very strict, you know, time for it. Basically, so I, I don't know. It's just like that, that's obviously again something I need, to, I would need to think about whether I would or wouldn't. But yeah, the, yeah. And the last but not least is there's been some talk between some of my friends about creating a vet football team. So that could be fun. So it's just another thing to throw in the mix. We'll end up deciding, oh, do you know what? I could get back into playing football. It's, it's, I think it's more for the social side more than anything, especially like at the moment. 
all right apart from going for runs and stuff with Ben and it's very family 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 um so you it's probably quite nice to go and just have some lad time as well which is a bit of you time and kind of you know for that whole sort of shutting off and unwinding from the family um it's quite nice to to go and kind of have that time because i know like the last well especially yesterday um Alex came with me to hockey because she's not playing at the moment because their season doesn't start again until February. So she's been coming and it's really, really nice having her there and everything. But at the same time, you're a bit like, you're having jokes and stuff, like especially when you're doing fines at the end of the game and that, and you're kind of doing it and you just kind of feel yourself being a little bit reserved and people being a little bit reserved around you and stuff because they don't want to say anything to, and then you're kind of a bit like, you know, this is sort of, as much as I love her having come into the games and stuff and this time with her then um, but at the same time you're kind of a bit like yeah this is kind of lad time I suppose yeah uh, sometimes you just need a bit of a switch off and sometimes yeah. that can as, as shallow as it is sometimes that can be the type of thing that's just, just enough just to switch off yeah yeah I mean she's not like hanging from my leg saying you know talk to me be with me sort of you know but it's just in case if she wants something to do so she's come to the games she enjoys watching me play so um, yeah which is which is really really nice and like I say I do love her coming and everything so but yeah at the same time like I'm you know, I play hockey because I enjoy playing I enjoy with the lads you know we we just have a great great sort of camaraderie and banter of the team and everything and yeah it's, it's just nice so but you see for, you know I'm just backing up your case here for playing best football but yeah and he's uh, just wandered off he's just walked off with no. Uh, no pre-warning or anything he just wandered and now he's gone I always come back again I, was, I hope you just managed to still ramble while I was yeah well I rambled about the fact I was just giving a running commentary of what you were doing the fact right. I just fucked off on I want, me just so I, 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 feel, yeah, I feel like we've maybe reached a crescendo there what I wanted to do is get a, a new book that I got and it was called Emergency Questions a hundred uh, sorry a thousand and one conversation savers for every occasion now, I bought this myself purposefully, as in it wasn't a gift, I bought it. Because um, I thought, you know what, there might be some really good questions here to ask guests okay. on the podcast. Well, just like, all right, let's, you've got to flick the page and stick your finger in. Well, and... you could just, I could just say, pick a number between one and okay. a thousand and one, obviously, but... Okay, and then are there more than one on a page, or...? No, 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 just pick a number. There's a thousand and one questions. Just pick, oh, they're, so all, they're got, all numbered. Okay, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, okay, yeah. So I thought you were talking about page numbers. Okay. Um... 257. 257. Right. Um, oh, this, this chapter is called Dawn French, as in the uh, actress yeah. and comedian, I'd imagine. The actress. Um, Dawn recommended the Museum of Witchcraft and Magic in Boscastle as a genuinely scary experience. What <laughs> purportedly scary museum, film, or other entertainment that you have witnessed was in fact embarrassingly unterrifying? <laughs> what a question. Uh, hmm. uh, so, uh, yeah. What scary film? What scary museum film or other entertainment that you've witnessed was in fact embarrassingly unterrifying? You get a lot of films that are just shocking. Yeah. You can see what they're trying to do, but you just like really, like you saw that coming. Yeah, you saw the guy coming from a miles away, or like they're just so predictable. Um, but like, kind of like museum or things like that. Uh, I'd probably tell you one that was really scary, actually, rather than unterrifyingly scary. Um, no, that's not a word. Embarrassingly unterrifying is what they're looking for. Um, also, one that's actually terrifying. There was a place called Sheer Terror in uh, Great Yarmouth, of all places, um, by the coast. And they had like a, a, hor- a horror 
well, like a bit like a horror haunted house thing, but it was like, yeah. it was re- actually fucking really scary. It's basically pitch black, like prison inside, and you go through, and there'd just be like flashes and strobe. Couldn't see even where you're walking, and then the next thing you know, is people smash like crowbars against the bars as you walk past them. Yeah, yeah. Some someone would like pull you in from in one side to the other, and it's genuinely terrifying. Like yeah. as, as a teenager going through it, I was like, wow, this is actually terrifying. Like next thing you know, it's like someone run down with a chainsaw. You're like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. No, I. Um... So I used to work at Alton Towers, and so I used to go to all the scare mazes and stuff, and used to do preview nights where it was all for the staff. And um, so we used to go and do all the mazes, and some of them, some of them were like a bit meh, uh, but some of them were generally like you absolutely shit your kegs as you're walking through. I remember one year they were putting bags over your head and making you walk with bags on your head, and people like jumping out at you, and you couldn't see a thing. It wasn't like, oh, I can just about see through the mesh, like you were generally pitch black and it just fit in really well with the story. Um, and they are always very, very good. I must admit the Alton Tower scare mazes. Um, I went to Scarborough's like Scarborough dungeons or whatever it is, like London dungeons, but in Scarborough and they were shocking. So bad as a team. When I went, I was probably 15, 16, something like that. And they were just horrendous. Um, one guy, the, the receptionist jumped out at you at the end. He just kind of went through the curtain at the back of his reception area and went boo. Um, and but you saw him like kept sticking his head out to to see if you were coming yet. Um, and it was it was terrible. It really was terrible. Um, so that's kind of the only sort of like attraction that I've been to that's been horrendous. But yeah, the Austin Tower scare mazes. Some of them are brilliant. Oh, good. I can read you one more if you like. Um, Go on. I was just trying to find a good one. There was one said, "Have you ever had a wank in a jacuzzi?" Uh, so just yeah. maybe some context here so Richard Herring I think is a podcast host by the sounds of it I didn't know this when I bought the book um, and these are actual questions he's asked on his podcast to people like Dawn French um, yeah that one was someone he asked David Mitchell is that Mitchell oh, yeah. Webb David Mitchell is, say, is it doesn't say who he is is that the the guy from Mitchell and Webb the comedy the show the comedian I imagine so he does peep show doesn't he David yeah Mitchell. Is, that, is that him yeah. that's who I'm thinking of I'm assuming so yeah okay it might, unless there's another David Mitchell but it doesn't obviously say it just says David Mitchell and then just says David Mitchell is perhaps the ideal guest for my podcast. He treats me through as though I'm an intelligent six-year-old child. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he asked him that question. So have you, had, have you ever had a wank in a jacuzzi? I don't think so. No, we've not even had sex in a jacuzzi. I don't think so. No, I definitely haven't. So no. mm. um, you get a weird plunger effect when you do it in water. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, one that's not particularly healthy for the for the woman. Um, and also it's unsanitary for everyone else so uh, <laughs> apparently, apparently the, answer, uh-huh. the answer was no who told you that I made sure no one could see so I know you're just trying to trick me this <laughs> well, no. is quite a good book I'm going to have to pick out some other questions yeah so, maybe just like have a flick through and highlight some really like great ones pre-guests so we've got um, a female guest coming up in a few days time uh-huh. um, I'm going to so ask they- her this one if you had to eat the pants of someone within 30 metres of you if you had to Whose pants would you choose? Um, note, you cannot add sauce to the pants or any kind of topping other than anything that peels off onto the pants when they're Maybe, removed. <laughs> within 30 metres, unless you're like recording in a coffee shop, like, 30 metres. and I mean, oh, I don't know about the neighbours. Um, I was going to say, the only, the only people within 30 metres of me that I'm aware of is uh, my wife, uh, my two daughters, um, and potentially the people next door, which there is uh, an older lady and... Excuse me. Uh, she's got two children, a uh, eighteen-year-old lad, probably around that age, and a 
20-year-old girl, so... The 20-year-old girl. Yeah, probably. Well, unless, <laughs> unless they don't have pants, unless they can as, as something else. I don't know. Do women wear pants or do they wear knickers or briefs? I don't know. I wear briefs. No briefs, blokes. Yeah. You wear briefs, mate. There you go. Cool. On that Exciting. note, I thought that was an interesting <laughs> end to the podcast. That was quite good. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, I think I think that's a go. You know, pick a pick a page number or pick a question number, and uh, I'm, you I'm, have three goes. I'm going to answer said guest with that um, question, and I'll let her pick the other two. Oh God, did we say I've just given away the gender? <gasps> Unless you already did. No, no, no. I just said uh, no. I said female guest. I yeah, right. Oh dear. Oh dear. Right. On that note, my friend, I say adios because I think we've done this. Think so. Smashed it. Okay. Bye bye. See ya. Ciao. Love you. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.